Welcome to Almost Cooperstown. I'm Mark. And this is Gordon. And we love talking about baseball. So we're still watching playoff games, and it's great. I love baseball playoffs. And and this is, you know, um, a a time where heroes are made, legends are are made, and we are on a hunt to sort of discuss the greatest postseason Major League Baseball player of all time, if that can actually be done. I mean, one, you can identify that person, and two, definitively name them. And obviously, you know, there's Reggie Jackson is known as Mr. October already, but I feel like that's very much in large part just to that one game. And Reggie might have named himself Mr. October, by the way. Right. <laughs> but that three home run game is really what gives it to him. And then obviously there's Derek Jeter, who's Mr. November, but that's more of a function of he was kind of the first guy to play a bunch of games in November. Well, and and, and that's... that's and not, not that Jeter wasn't great in the playoffs. Right, right. And, and that's the point. So I, I you could almost break this down before 1969. Uh, I mean, it's, it, everything ends up being a break point there because that was the first year of divisional play. So you didn't even have playoffs other than the World Series before that time. So, you know, if you were a much older player, you had way less games in the postseason. Now you have guys... You play a wild card game in a divisional series, in a championship series, in a world, and then a world series. I mean, I think when you look at like games played, it's actually pretty wild. Um, one of the things I noticed looking at games played for batters was looking at a Rosarena. Like he's up there in like gate, like, like right, he's only played period. one postseason before this year, and he's, he's played a ton of them already. Like and he holds the record for the single season record for home runs with ten in last year's postseason. But again, they're playing lots more games than he they played did. Twenty games. He had eighty six He had eighty six plate appearances, seventy seven at bats, and last postseason, like Jeter led it at bats for his career with 650. No, 700. He had 734 plate, plate appearances. appearances. But he at bats, he had 650 at bats. Right. But just think about how many Arroz Arena had in one postseason. And, and it's it's funny that you mentioned Dieter because he by far has more plate appearances than any postseason player. And that, when you think about it, kind of makes sense based upon when he played and the kinds of teams he played on. Number two is Posada of the Yankees. Number three is Bernie Williams of the Yankees. So that's because the Yankees played, you know, were good when they started with all of the extra series. You went beyond the league championship to the divisional series. You had to play a divisional series And maybe even a wild card, uh, you know, could have been played into that. So Depending on things, yeah. So there are Yankees in in the top ten of all-time games played in the postseason it's Jeter Posada, Williams, uh, Tino Martinez, even David Rivera. Justice. Yep, he played a little for the Yankees. Um, so it, it's it's just remarkable to me, you know that that you know there's no big time old names. There won't be no Babe Ruths and no Lou Gehrig's, you know, and and none of these Dizzy Deans and stuff like that in the all time records. Um, and I went I went deep to try to find are there any places where in the well yeah, there is right where the old time players made it to the top of the list and Lou Gehrig has the all time slugging percentage in the playoffs um, uh, for a season. I'm sorry for a career. Um, it's it's a guy named Colby Rasmus. Right. Because Colby, Colby Rasmus? Colby Rasmus had one postseason and raked. 
Right now, the number two guy slugging for his whole career is a great name, Turkey Stearns. And that's how you know he's an old-time <laughs> baseball player, because only an old-time baseball player would have the name Turkey Stearns. But but slugging percentage for a career would be the kind of stat that is not aggregate. So it would it would, it would stand be, up It would better. actually be better for a lot of these guys that played way less games. Now, you expect a you know, postseason, you know, because Major League Baseball history goes back, you know, so far, the, the all-time career average, and again, I, I, they should, should limit it to plate. This guy had 43 plate appearances. Is that enough to count? I guess so. Maybe it should be 50. I don't know. He batted 487, a guy named Bill Hoskins. But when did Bill Hoskins play? Way back then. Right, so he only played World Series. In fact, the only guy, you're right, the only guy that is is recent is Sean Casey comes in at number seven with a 410 uh, average and 41 plate appearances. There's some other ones. There's Colby Rasmus. Yes, here he is again. There's Carlos Gomez. And Jose Offerman. I mean, Jose Offerman. Carlos Gonzalez. Carlos Gonzalez, sorry. Yeah, Cargo. And, uh, 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 what was sorry? I just said his name. Go Jose Offerman. Uh, and, uh, uh, Offerman of all people. Yeah. So, but those were all more modern players that are all up there with 400 averages in a single postseason. So um, last night we were uh, recording this uh, on uh, on Saturday, um, uh, the 16th. Uh, Jose Altuve hit his 20th postseason home run in his career, tying him uh, for third all time. Um, and the number one is Manny Ramirez uh, with 29, which just shows he played. And Bernie Williams is two with, uh, second with 22, and Derek Jeter is third with 20. But Altuve has only had 312 plate appearances to hit that 20, and all the other guys, obviously we talked about Jeter, Bernie had 545, and Manny had 493. That's, so what, that's, makes, pretty that's impressive. what makes Manny's as impressive is because he, he had 30 home runs, pretty much an under 500 plate appearances in, right, the, in the playoffs. Right. That's impressive. They're like Nobody's even close to him, and I don't know if Altuve will catch. Right. Manny and Correa hit his nineteenth last night, and he's only got under three hundred. Correa's probably got a better shot. So, but you know, these guys because of the fewer plate appearances, that's what makes it impressive to me. You know that. And, and but the thing is, is you know what? It's also a function of everybody would say Derek Jeter is a great playoff hitter, right? Well, guess who leads the play? Who has the most strikeouts in their career in playoff games? Derek Jeter, because he played the most games. So that's what makes it tricky with a lot of the guys that have played newer is that by just the nature of playing more games, they're able to aggregate more statistics. Well, and and, and to that point, Jeter is second all time in triples in the playoffs. That is a weird stat, right? Yeah. He has five triples tied with uh, Fercal and George Brett. He is second to the guy who's first um, who had seven uh, triples in his career, Steel Arm Davis. Now, you got to love baseball for names like Steel Arm now, Davis. The thing that I appreciate here is so Derek Jeter had five triples and 734 plate appearances in the postseason. Steel Arm Davis had seven in 100. Yeah, but he probably hit one home run for his whole career because they didn't hit home runs then playing during the dead ball era. So. No, but he probably could just slap that ball out in the outfield and just run all day. That guy probably flew around the bases. So uh, now, how about on the pitching side? You know, you, you, you've got you know, one you, name comes to kind of mind. OK. Mariano. Oh, yeah. He was so good. Yeah. Because the thing with Mariano is that his only mistake that really you can remember is in the biggest moment in the biggest game. That was the one blemish in his postseason career. He might have had like one other one. Yeah, but his earned run average for his career is point. 
Seven. Yeah, except the guy after him, Harry Breachin, 0.83. Yeah, but in 32 innings. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jeremy Affelt. In 31 innings. Yeah, boy, boy, how many innings did Mariano throw? 141 postseason innings. That's crazy. Exactly. For a relief pitcher. That, that's what makes him so far above everybody else is because the only other guy that's even close to him is Christy Matheson, who threw a point nine seven at a hundred innings. Right, right. And and you know, that's that sends right to me, right? That that would be that's that's a really impressive record. Again, during the dead ball era. So we'll, you know, we know that ERAs would be a little bit better. Right. Like wins is a statistic for postseason pitching. You have to almost entirely throw out or c- consider differently with the pre and post nineteen sixty nine. Exactly. Because Andy Pettit leads the the post has the most wins in postseason history, but that's because Andy Pettit probably got to pitch in more postseason games than like anybody that was born before a certain year. And I think most good baseball fans would have guessed Andy Pettit being way up there. Because he was just, they put him out there he, year after year, all the time in, in big situations. And he was such a good playoff performer that, well, and when we do our adding guys to the Hall of Fame, I wonder if Andy Pettit is mm-hmm. going to be in the 35 guys we're going to, or so we're going to add to the Hall of Fame in our Hall of Fame that should be in there already. Because like, that would put him over the top the, in his postseason. Rivera's fourth on a whip. Yeah. That's it's just like, it's Rivera. That's the problem. It's, he's just. So you're scooping us, right? Because he was my pick for greatest postseason player of all well, I'm time. I'm not scooping us. I'm scooping you. Yeah, well, you're scooping me. Yeah, but, but it's just, it's just. Look, you know, you know what the one nice thing about Rivera, even as a Met fan, you could root for him. He was just that good. I wasn't rooting for him when when, when the ball went out to right field off Piazza's bat and ended up falling into uh, O'Neill's glove, ending the World Series. That, that wasn't was, so good. That wasn't so. Or good. Bernie Williams, I should say. I mean, Kenley Jansen has 18 saves. In his postseason career, good for second all time. And would, would you would you consider Kenley Jansen to be a fantastic postseason picture, like all time playoff performer? No, probably not. No, I, I mean, Mariano had you know forty two saves. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just it's just ludicrous. So another guy I'd put in that category, pitching wise, would be uh, Mad Bum Madison Bumgarner, who obviously had some epic playoff performances that we all can remember, like coming back on short rest. Uh, <laughs> that twenty fourteen postseason where he threw fifty two innings. But he also, you know, has uh, you know the, the most games started in a postseason. So even yeah. though it's a seasonal record, that still says something about that. And and because of his memorable performances, his aggregate stats aren't as important to me to his post than coming through in the biggest moments as he did. The problem is, is that he did it once. He mad bum had that postseason run for the giants. Well, they won three world series, but he wasn't the guy. That's true. That is the, true. There was, yes, he was great in the 2014 world series where he started six games through the most innings in any worlds in any postseason that anybody's thrown. Well, a lot he, of guys have done six. He was has done six. But what I'm saying is, is that, he did that that one year in the other years in the postseason. He was good, but I, I don't think you describe him as I mean, I remember he had that unbelievable wild card start against the Mets, but the Giants didn't win the World Series in 2016. So so here, here's a weird here's a weird thing about that game started the season. And, and it's we mentioned Mad Bum with six Schilling, Carpenter, Verlander, Kluber, Blake Smell last year had six starts in, in the post in the postseason as the Tyler Glass now. But Bill Foster had six starts. In the postseason in 1926. And Deacon Phillips. Hold on a second. 
Hold on a second. He had five in nineteen oh three. But nineteen twenty six. So this is a seven game World Series. He started five of the games. Six. He started six of the games in the World Series. Did he started every game? And that's the year the Cardinals won the World Series. We just talked. We, we talked about right, it in our right. episode last so, so week. That, that's sort of more significant. You know what? It was not the. It, he's a Negro League ball player, and they had. Well, they had playoffs before the World Series, so the he played in actually two series that year. And this, so if, if baseball references that, and they've combined them, so yep. he might it might have caught that right, way. right, right, right. So you know, he played in more than, but that's the only way. Because for six six starts, he would have had to start every game. That didn't make any sense. And now it does. Rather impressive. Yes. So, um, so Mariano's your favorite. So, if you had to pick a hitter, who is your all time uh, best hitter? Hmm. It, it, it's see for me this is really tricky i feel like because like if we're looking at the hitter it's i i don't want to pick him but i feel kind of like my hand is forced with jeter yeah it's because there's no they won and and because there's no one else you can really put up that has the same level of success that he had well i i think because you're going to combine um success in terms of wins and losses with the personal success i i could argue that manny ramirez is way up there in you know in terms of his consistent excellent playoff performance over his career that's fair but but he didn't win they didn't win enough right the, as much as jeter that's the thing did. jeter and mariano kind of cemented themselves as the kings of october in a sense because not only did they perform at their peak during that time they also won yeah yeah so i think you know had had the red sox or had manny gone to the dodgers and won the world series when he went there and had that crazy uh you know postseason with them um you might be able to say well not only did he do it for the red sox he did, he did it for, for the another du- team yeah the, the, that, that, that's a very much more unique personal didn't thing happen folks didn't yeah. happen so I, I think that makes it more difficult to pick Manny. And, and again, there's so many Yankees in, the, in that list that you could almost say, you know, like um, MVPs can be knocked out by guys on their own team sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, does that lessen his effectiveness when he's got other guys that are all that, that you know, that accomplished in the postseason? So, you know, we know David Freeze, the manager, uh, he's the manager of the, um, where the heck is David Freeze managing? Angels? I'm not sure. He's he's a managing in the in the major leagues. Uh, I'll get this straight. And he had that incredible postseason. Well, he had more than one incredible postseason. He had a couple big ones, and not for the, for the same teams necessarily. He had one for the Cardinals. I know that. Who yes, the yeah, the 2011 team? year yeah. when, when he went nuts. And David Freeze had a fairly unremarkable baseball career, except for the fact that he had that wild playoff, and then he had another great playoff uh, a couple of years later on. So uh, I, I think um, you know he would probably be pretty high up there, but it's hard to put him in the category. Categories with guys like even Ramirez, much less right. Derek, Derek Jeter. Because Ramirez is like you could point to just the sustained excellence with multiple teams across multiple different years. Where a guy like David Freeze is really coasting off of one or two seasons. Right, right, and 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 you know having two is pretty good. Right, you know I, I would say, but you know you can't go down. But you can't be Mister October with only two. No, no, and and you got to have enough play. You know, and and I don't know what the right number is. But Colby Rasmus's thirty-five games right, is not enough. Right, you have forty plate appearances does not make a career. I think enough to say this guy's an all-time. Yeah, somebody's going to do performer. it because when you look at the single games played for a postseason. The number one are all guys from the Rays last year because they played 20 games. Right. It's going to happen more and more. These guys that are playing now because of all the extra games in the postseason, somebody's going to surpass Jeter. Yeah. And yeah. crush him in all these statistics. I, I have a candidate, somebody that might be able to do that. Mookie Betts. 
Mm, Betts so could, because Betts has already had success with the with the with the Red Sox, winning a World Series, contributing, playing for a World Series winner last year. He's playing for a playoff, and the Dodgers are probably going to be good for a while. He's got. I have another outfielder I could put a guess on there. He's okay. not on any of these yet. Okay, but he won a World Series. Juan Soto. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's got to get on a team that plays better, right? But that team, if that team gets back, he could do it because he's good enough. Yeah, and 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 another guy that we talk about, a great postseason performer, but doesn't really have. I think he has one World Series win. Carlos Beltran, right? And again, but he's like like the thing for Beltran. As much as he's remembered for that unbelievable L four, the O four four Astros Cardinal series where he hit like an unbelievable amount of home runs. He will also always be remembered for looking at that third strike against Wainwright. Yeah, well, I, you know, and and it's funny because in the Wainwright thing, you, you talk about the uh, check swing by Wilmer Flores uh, against Max Scherzer coming in to close the game in the playoffs. Um, and that, yeah, okay, Wilmer didn't go on that swing. I think you know we would say that, and we love Wilmer. That wasn't the why they lost the game. That was a play in the game. Would have helped if he didn't get that call. But they were already down 2-1 with two outs in the ninth inning. That's right, not why they lost. You can't pretend that somehow, oh, if that call had gone, if that had just been the correct call, the Giants would have won. And the same thing with Beltran, right? Yeah, okay. He, had, he, he looked at a good curveball. I think as a Met fan, you were just disappointed. He didn't swing. Right. It was more <laughs> the fact that he had the bat on his shoulder. Right, right, right. So, but, you know, a guy threw a good pitch and he's out. And that's not, you know, it wasn't Beltran's fault. You know that they no, lost. but 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 being when you're going to try and anoint the best postseason player of all time, you have to have some kind of combination of actual success, longevity, and team success. The best one, team success is part of the other two because somebody that doesn't make a lot of World Series can't have the longevity, and somebody that doesn't have a lot of team success isn't going to put together the number of games they need to. And if you played before 1969, it's almost impossible to get you, on you, any of these I, career I, lists. You'll pro- At least for the postseason, you'll, you'll probably have to do is have a separate pre- and post-1969. I think so. so what you're going to need to do because the game will have changed too much. And then the Yankees also dominated that pre-1969 in terms of having all those World Series, so their guys got in there. You know, where's Joe DiMaggio on these all-time lists? It doesn't matter because Joe DiMaggio... Because they only played one series, and if you won all those series crushing the other team, you might... Like, think about it. If you played in the World Series and you swept them 4-0 and you crushed them every game, you might not get 20 plate appearances in that World Series. And that doesn't mean that you weren't... I mean, you know, Good. These guys could have been great postseason players. But they players. just literally didn't get the chance to right. play that often in the World Series because so they just kicked the other team's tail too hard. I, th- I think it certainly heightens because the postseason is nothing like it used to be, you know, as, as we're saying. And so you have this, you know, sort of ability to have, you know, is it more clutch? I think I said this before to, to, to hit the big hit in the wild card game like Chris Taylor did. Um, or, or is it better to do it in the NL? Is it that much better than NLCS or the ALCS? Or is the World Series the ultimate where you made the people? I think people look at the playoffs kind of like, you know, it's it's its second season. It's you all- only get credit for the World Series. Series. World Series will get your play elevated to a slightly higher level. I, I think what people people will know. lionize World Series plays to a higher degree. Yes. Than yes. non World yes, Series. Yes, yes, yes. But we're going to talk, you know, Max Scherzer started the game tonight for the Dodgers um, uh, against the Braves. He also was the guy who threw the last pitch for the Dodgers in the division series when he came in and got the save for the first time in his career. He ever came in in relief and got the three outs to, to, to win the series for them. And then he's starting. So. 
you don't get that kind of opportunity. You know, you don't see that kind of special stuff happen very much. And that didn't happen in the World Series, but that's something people remember for a long time. Oh, yeah, the same way that. people remember, like, like, all the different things they're going to remember. People will remember that. But if he had done that in the World Series, it would be remembered just a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's getting into the mad bum type epic stuff, you know, uh, coming in the game. Like um, we we talked about in another episode, the 1924 World Series, right? So it's the only World Series the Washington Senators ever win. Mm-hmm. So Walter Johnson is is obviously the pitcher. He's the pitcher, and he's been around for a long time. So he's you know he's probably you know 13 years into his career, maybe more. And he comes and he loses the first, the first time he pitches. He comes in in Game Seven in the ninth inning of the game pitches four innings you know at age 37 or something like that it gets the win and the senators win their only world series in extra innings in the 13th inning that's kind of epic stuff on two days rest to come back after right. that like, like, for one of the greatest pitchers of all time and that's what makes it special exactly because it's world series thanks for listening subscribe to our podcast on your favorite platform and you can follow us on twitter at almost cool. 